Covenant Life is a church that just started three years ago and we our primary objective is to help people reconcile their walk with God, reconcile the relationship with God and be one with Him. And from that, get from Him, get everything you need for life, for wisdom, purpose, etc. We use the word or we named our church Covenant Life because we like the word covenant. This is also a covenant, isn't it? Not my finger, the ring. Uh, this is also a covenant. And we covenant we call we talk by covenant we we respond by covenant the word covenant means a vow the word covenant means a vow the word compromise means to break a vow the word covenant is a word that god himself intended for us to use he started that whole thing in fact he says before the foundations of the world i called you by name i called you by name it doesn't matter what religion you are, what background you are, how, what size you are. He called you by name. He knew you long before you knew you. He knew you long before your parents knew you. That means there's no way that you are an accident. There is no way that you just happened. He had you planned all along. And if there's any brokenness between you and him and you and people, he has the solutions and the resolutions for that. God knows exactly where you are right now. Even if you're not searching for him and you're lost, he knows <coughs> where you are right now. God is such an, a wise and a, and, and a foretelling God that he was able to tell what the problems would be and goes to sol solve it beforehand. Like a good husband. <coughs> you listening? Like a good husband. Someone who sees a problem coming. Someone who sees a conflict coming. Someone who sees... <clears throat> that there is going to be an issue in the home and moves to solve beforehand. So he says, before the foundations of the earth, before the foundations, he says, I've called you by name. The Bible says uh, that God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. You're not going to get that on this earth. <clears throat> You're not going to get that in this world. Nobody loves you with an everlasting love. You know why they love you? Because they love your love. They love your love. As long as you're loving them, they will love you. When they don't get your love anymore, they are not going to love you anymore. But then they were not the ones who were supposed to love you in the first place. God is the one who is supposed to love you. So if there's constantly that irritability or that emptiness or that search or constantly wanting to fill, fill, fill a void. It is because it's supposed to be from a particular person that isn't there. And for those who know it and know that love, they are full of it. We want to talk about love because it's a wedding. There's also, also because it's the church. And the church is the body, uh, the fellowship, the community of God. The one he loves. Does God love only the church? No. He loves everybody. But the church are the people who respond to that love. Did you get me? Did you get me? You know, I might love a lot of women. But only one woman... Loves me back. So I married her. You see what I'm saying? So God loves the whole world, but only few want that relationship with Him. Are willing to humble themselves and expect the, accept the fact that they're broken. And are willing to work through the issues. Work through the, the pain of the guilt and say, you know what, you're right. Let's deal with this. I have loved you with an everlasting <coughs> love. Now what is the way of love? Archie tells us it's, it's flowers. And very big cards. You know, the moment they give them the big card and then you can't see the girl anymore. <laughs> Maybe that was the idea. I don't know. 
But Archie tells us that Facebook tells you and reminds you and tells you and reminds you of who you love. And there are like buttons and there are heart buttons and double clicks and all of that. The world has its own definitions of love, but God, who started this whole thing, is the one to give us a definition of love. And the word he uses for, the, for love is covenant. Covenant. Why? Because the way of love is sacrifice. I repeat, the way of love is sacrifice. The way of love is not sex. The way of love is not sentimentality. The way of love is not movies or emotions. The way of love is sacrifice. Because the primary need in a relationship, hear me out, the primary need in a relationship is forgiveness. It's forgiveness. Because when you two take two uh, objects and you put it together and it's supposed to sit well together, but if it has jagged edges, it's going to have to adjust and adjust with the other's jagged edges in order to finally get that place where you are sitting well together. And when you do, it's going to be a lot of friction in the beginning. And in that friction and in that adjustment, which by the way takes an entire lifetime, thank you very much. So just when you're in perfect harmony and you're like absolutely in love and everything, then you die. <laughs> but thank God that life is not all it is. Life is just the training ground for eternity, which is why we say a Christian marriage is a man, a woman, and God. It's not of two people, it's of three people because it's a relationship that is meant for eternity. So when you put those two together, a lot of jagged edges, a lot of friction, so a lot of forgiveness is required. The way to love is sacrifice. Why? Because forgiveness is required. What's the connection between sacrifice and forgiveness? At every point where I want to forgive you, I have to dismiss me. Too much to think about on Sunday morning? Every time I have to forgive you, I have to dismiss me. If I'm going to have to pick you up, I'm going to have to let me down. If I'm going to give you something, I have to take away something from me. If I'm going to let you have what you want to have, I must not want have what I want to have. There's going to be a compromise. So with that compromise comes sacrifice. And that sacrifice is the way of love. So the world is going to tell you and the church is going to tell you something different. The world is going to tell you of, about self-love. Self-love is the biggest lie on the face of the earth. There is no such thing because love cannot be love without sacrifice. And self-love is sacrificing yourself for yourself. How do you sacrifice yourself for yourself? While you try and work that out and spend the next 70 years, let me tell you that real love, true love, as seen on the cross, the way God covenants it, the way he presents it to us, is sacrificial love. Now you and I are thinking, but if I keep giving up myself, sacrificing myself, setting myself apart, dying to myself, denying myself, then that is an erosion and a self-effacing. It's erosion of myself. Sorry, you're wrong. You're not wrong. You're not right. It is wrong. It is a lie. You are not self-effacing. You are not eroding yourself. Why? Because there are three people in the family. There is God, there is the man, and there's the woman. And every single time the woman sets herself aside, herself, ego aside, she sacrifices herself to forgive, to love, to give anyway, to love anyway. Every time she does that, God fills in for what she did not get. So there is a third person who's making sure that nobody runs empty. 
In a marriage that, that puts God in the center, when the man makes a sacrifice, he doesn't have to go around telling all his friends and, and retyping re and posting his Facebook status saying, oh, life sucks. Oh, this one doesn't love me. Oh, that one. He doesn't have to feel every time we only have to give. She'll just take, 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 take. You don't have to ever get to that position because there are three people in the relationship. When there are only two of you in the relationship, one's a giver, one's a taker, all the best. All the best. But when there are three people in the relationship and the one who thought up marriage, thought up love, says, come into a relationship with me, I'm going to take both of you and I'm going to show you perfect love in the circle, in the triangle of our, you get close to me, and be filled, you get close to me and be filled. And as both of you come together, closer to me, you get closer to each other. That's how a triangle works. If I get close to you without getting close to God, that's not going to be a triangle. It's going to come, become something else. When one gets close to God and another one wants to be afar from God, that becomes something else. But the standard, if it comes from God, the one person in the Trinity that brings the whole thing together, then the two people really understand what God has to offer in a relationship. I know you came for a wedding and didn't plan to think. <laughs> because we party without truth. We want to party without truth. But when you find the truth, you'll have more reason to party. Because you'll have more to think about and more to celebrate when you realize that you've been loved with an everlasting love. Covenant love is saying, God decided to drop the charges, God decided to set the charges on Jesus long before you could even know that there are charges. This morning, for any and everyone here, those of you in the other room and those of you live on, TV, on uh, the internet with me, I want to welcome you and invite you into a relationship with Christ. Because in relationship with Jesus, what happens is you, God invites both of you, husband and wife, you and your loved ones, you and your friends, you and your relationships into a relationship with him. This is what's happening. You don't get God in your life. God gets you in his life. He says, for God so loved the world that whoever believed in him should not perish, believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So God is not the one coming into your life you're coming into his life and when you come into his life you become beneficiaries of everything that his life has see i don't think you're thinking with me when god comes into your life that's a contribution that's a contribution so you're carrying on with your life and you try and get god in your life so therefore people mold and fix and shape god in however what will fit their life but when god invites you into a relationship with him when God gives you eternal life and invites you into his life, you fit his life, his purposes, and his eternality. Suddenly, everything in your life will matter for eternity. The reason why this life has so much loss of hope and despair is because nothing matters for eternity. Because we are temporary people. Once we understand that if we come into God's life, come into his plans, come into his purposes. So I ask you a simple question here this morning. You've come to celebrate, we've all come to celebrate, but we celebrate truth. And the truth is that God has loved us with an everlasting love. And the love that he has for us is an offer that one has to accept. Only then will it really turn into a relationship. Do you know the purposes of your life? 
Do you know why you walk this earth? Do you know what you were created for? Do you know who God really wants in your life? Do you know how much more God can do with your life than you could do with your own life? Do you know the way of being so totally forgiven that all your charges are dismissed and you never have to walk a day without guilt? Do you know the joy that comes from the person who created joy? Do you know a marriage? Right now some marriages are tottering. They're just on the fence. Strained a little bit. Do you know that God can come into your relationship, into your marriage and totally heal? Look at me. Listen to me. Totally heal that marriage. Do you know that any joy that's lost, God can bring it back? Do you know any life that's lost, God can bring it back? I invite you to say a simple prayer in your heart and begin a journey, begin a, a, a process of giving yourself to God's life, not just being religious, ceremonious, or being somebody who has a faith. Because Jesus didn't come for you to have a faith. Jesus came to get you back to the Father. And that's what he's going to do. That's what he wants to do. That's why he went to the cross for you. Here's a simple prayer. With every head bowed and every eye closed. You could choose to say this prayer. And if you do, fill a card and let me know that you did make this prayer. And I'll follow it up with you. I will help you and walk with you in order to get you to a place where you are experiencing what I just talked about. Because this is not a speech. This is not a talk. This is not a... This is not a... a just an encouragement. This is real. This is true. With every head bowed and every eye closed. God in heaven, I don't understand you. And there's a lot that doesn't make sense in this world. So far I have believed what I believe. And what I think I believe is true is true. But something within me tells me that there is more that you have to offer to me. That you have done more for me. So if it is true that there's life beyond what I know, there's joy beyond what I know, there's forgiveness beyond what I've experienced, if it is true that you can give me the strength to forgive and move on, you can give me the, the power to heal from what I've been through, you can help me get over the desires I have that have torn me and crippled me and cut me off and made me lose relationships, if you have that, then I want to know you. Would you reveal your truth to me? Would you tell me what is real and what is not? Would you explain to me how to get back to you? If you are God and you created me, and you created me for you, then I want to be in a relationship with you. Will you show me how to get started? I want to know your purpose for my life. And I want to surrender want to bow to, want to sub submit myself to that purpose. Oh God, I don't know everything and I don't understand everything. But today I commit one thing. I'm going to begin to search for what is real and what is true and what is eternal. If this Jesus, this preacher is talking about, is what he claims to be and actually went to the cross to pay for my sin, I want that forgiveness. If this faith he's talking about is what gives me an experience of the life you live, the eternal life you have, I want that. I want what you're offering to me right now. I want to know how to get there. Would you lead me? Amen.